I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 5050 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And today, boys, we got a very special episode. We are joined by the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. We got Ryan, Robbie, and Jordan in the building. Uh, Ryan, introduce yourself and then uh, slide off to the next guy. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Excited to be a part of this podcast, 50-50, Reality Fantasy Football together, doing a mock draft. This is exciting. Probably one of the biggest weekends of the fantasy year as everyone gets ready to draft their teams for the next couple of months. I'm excited to do a mock with you guys. Excited to see where Brian Robinson goes with the news of him coming <laughs> back this year. Ooh. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us boys. Uh, you guys, uh, we've been uh, keeping an eye on your pod lately and you guys have been putting out some great content, some great stats, um, getting people ready for this big draft weekend. So we appreciate what you've done and we're happy to be here and hit the mock and uh, throw out some, some uh, picks for everybody and hopefully uh, get everyone ready for uh, their big draft weekend. Jordy, what do you think? Thanks for coming out, Jordy. Are you just going to get right to business? Oh man, I I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in, in go mode. I'm in draft mode. I don't have to, my name is Jordan. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to draft. I'm, I'm excited to be on the show. 5050 is a good show. I've been uh, listening to all your podcasts. You guys are very um, statistically inclined, which I enjoy. Yeah. It helps make a, 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 a decision when I have to rely upon stats, which usually I go with my gut. But if I need something <laughs> a little bit different. When was the last you time you relied on stats? Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Not too Wednesday. long ago. Oh, yeah. man. When you, yeah. had, when, right. you the, when you got that Baconator. Yeah. I looked at the I calorie stats and I'm like, what can I do to have three more beers tonight? And then I did the math and I did the stats and I, I figured Man. it out. All Thanks right. for having us on though. Appreciate it. Analytics, bro. That Thanks for coming boys. And it's me. I'm back as well. You're uh, your favorite co-host. Mason. We're, we're here, but uh, yeah, so we're just doing a little mock. We're doing a little bit of a challenge. We don't want to, we don't want to do a full draft, so we're going to do a best starting lineup possible challenge. So it's a standard one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex. So we're just drafting seven rounds, trying to put together the best starting lineup we can. Um, just uh, classic 
half point PPR, six point per touchdown for quarterbacks. But without further ado, I say we get rolling here. Jordy has gone with the 101. So Jordan, what's your thought process and who are you going with here at that 101 spot? Well, 101, it's 12 teams, half PPR. I think there are two options right here that I'm kind of debating over. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's obviously the number one wide receiver right now that I am debating. But to me, the drop-off is so large when it comes to uh, this guy's touchdown potential, his health. He's nonstop. Uh, he hasn't missed like a practice in college, anything like that. College, high school, preschool. I'm choosing Jonathan Taylor as my running back. I think that's the uh, my consensus 1.1. It's like going to a nude beach without sun lotion. You're going to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jordan I think that was goes- an easier pick than you made it sound. <laughs> Yeah, you made that sound call. I was, I, I was like fearful you're gonna take Justin Jefferson for a second there. You're no, going, I think I think that guy's in point with your pants on. No, I think it's a it's a tough call, and it depends how you want to build your team. Yeah, I like it. All right, so Jordy's gonna go in with Jonathan Taylor at the 101. Um, once he makes a selection on the sleeper app oh, here, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens at the uh, the 102. So. Team two goes Austin Eckler at the 102. So that leaves Mike with some interesting options at the 103. Mike, what are you doing? Well, I could go McCaffrey here, but to be truthful with you, um, like we talked about, Mace, not a massive fan of him. So I'm going to go with the guy that Jordy talked about, and it's going to be Justin Jefferson. Um, It's a guy that I think, and I know you also think, that might finish potentially number one overall in the season. Uh, in most formats, um, every year he's gotten better, and I just don't see that changing this year. Yeah, it's a solid pick. I don't think anyone can argue with it. Jefferson, at the very worst right now, is the wide receiver two on most rankings, so definitely nothing wrong with that pick there. Um, but Team 4 went with the guy that you you mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, and then Team 5 goes with the uh, recently inju- injury-ridden Najee Harris so a couple risky picks there at four and five but that brings brings it to my pick at the 106 um at 106 I'm seeing a lot of running backs I like I'm seeing a lot of wide receivers I like but in a draft where the sole goal is to put together the best starting lineup I think it's important to uh to go ahead and get an elite tight end so I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey at the 106 to try to set myself apart here wow Okay, Mason, I respect the, the pick. Just a quick question. Why do you think he's going to be so much at the end of the season? You look at where he ends up as opposed to like Andrews, Pitts, uh, anyone like that. Why Why is that the risk? Why? For me, I, I really like Andrews. I'm not entirely sure he would get back to me for one thing. Uh, number two, Mark Andrews, when playing with Lamar Jackson last year, only averaged 14 points per game. Uh, his big games where he was averaging 26 points per game was all with Tyler Huntley. 
So that is a little bit of a concern for me that Mark Andrews really didn't bring himself up to that elite status until he was playing with a quarterback outside of Lamar Jackson. Um, and then another way I was looking at it, I think in rounds six, seven, even five, there's going to be running backs and wide receivers. I'm still loving. Whereas you start looking at the tight ends in that range, I don't like them. So for me, going ahead, grabbing one of the few elite tight ends um, is something that can set me set me aside in in the format we're drafting in here tonight. All right, boys, that's, uh, that's some good insight there. That's some interesting. I, I kind of had looked at that too with uh, Mark Andrews. I still kind of disagree. I still think Mark Andrews could this year challenge to be the number one tight end, but Hey, Travis Kelsey, you can't go wrong with him there with no Tyree kill like that pick. So uh, some things that kind of stood out to me so far to me, Najee Harris at number five is a little high. I'm loving Delvin cook this year. I think his, uh, his, uh, action in the passing game is going to definitely go up this year. If the dude can stay healthy, he dropped all the way to seven. I don't know if that's going to happen in most leagues. And then Derek Henry, man, cook and Henry at seven and eight seem like a stretch to me. Um, I'd take both of them over Harris and possibly over McCaffrey as well. So we're coming down to pick number nine. This is a no brainer for me. We have the best wide receiver in the league sitting there ready to be picked. So I'm taking a Cooper cup. He could redo what he did last year. And uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I love that pick. He might be the one guy that challenges them for wide receiver one, but uh, I'm going to go Cooper cup. To me, that's a steal Cooper cup at the one Oh nine. Yeah, I think so too. That's, Ooh, a, that's like, that's the, that's what happens when I, again, uh man, Harris. I don't, I, over, I don't know if I take Harris over Cup any day. Cup over Najee. Cup over. Oh man, you put you pick Kelsey over Cup, which is good. I guess you have your reasons, and that's uh, Cup could be over Jefferson. Oh, next I'll pick Joel Mixon's another guy I think is underrated with that new that upgraded offensive line and the way things are shaping up there. I think man, if Joe Mixon could just get a little more in the passing game, there's a dude that could jump right up in those conversation for the top you know, three uh, fantasy running backs this year as well. And he went number 10. Yeah. With Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase going right before me. Now I'm at the 12 spot. I've got the back-to-back picks. I don't want to go away from these two picks without, without having a solid foundation for my team. There's no way I'm going away without having a running back and a wide receiver on these two picks. So my first pick, is going to be the next best wide receiver on my board. That's Stefan Diggs out of Buffalo. I think the connection that he has with Josh Allen is uh, unreal. I think he could still be in the conversation for the number one wide receiver, let alone I'm getting him as the number four in this draft. Next up, I think personally, I, I think I'm getting a steal here at the 201, and I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. There is no suspension coming for him. And he is still one of the elite. I know like no more Drew Brees, no more Sean Payton. This guy's still one of the best running backs in the league. I think I get a steal at the 201 with Alvin Kamara. But there's video evidence somewhere. <laughs> I love it. I love that pick Kamara. I think too, for this year, 
Um, he's going to be a big part of that offense once again. So that's, that is a great pick. So a uh, number at the second pick of the second round, Devonte Adams went, and then we have our first QB, Jared Allen, Josh, um, Allen. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. Uh, Jared Allen, Ken Jared also Allen throw football. Awesome. Don't be a hater. I heard he could be the number one lineman in the league. No. So uh, Josh Allen, that's probably going to be your consensus number one QB too. So it gets back to me. I'm fine. I'm no way I'm taking a QB in a single QB league anyway. And I still have myself an elite running back sitting here for me. I'm taking Deandre Swift. Uh, I think he's due to continue on what he finished the season with last year and keep that train cooking and be a solid RB one, especially to pair with a Cooper cup. All right, so we then have a couple more running backs rip off the board. Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones at the 205 and 206. So I'm sitting here. I can kind of go anywhere. I've got my tight end position locked up. Um, There's a couple wide receivers there, but I kind of feel like we're at the top of a tier. So I'm going to pass on wide receiver. And I'm going to take the only running back on the board that has the potential to end as a top three RB this season. And that's going to be Saquon Barkley. I know I'm starting off a little bit risky here, but Saquon seems to be hundred percent healthy. I think that offense in general is going to be much better this year with former bills, offensive coordinator taking control of things. Um, Daniel Jones sucks at quarterback. I'm not saying that that has changed, but I think the weapons are there for him to be an adequate NFL player and do enough to make this offense a, uh, a productive offense at that. And Saquon Barkley is just so talented. All he needs to be is just in a decent offense and stay healthy. And I think we've got a top five running back this year. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley at the 207 all day long. He's due, isn't he? He like he, he is. is. He's mm-hmm. been meant to be the number one running back for years. He's due. It has to happen. I, I think it has to happen. This is the year for it to happen. If it doesn't, I'm out on. This is the do it or you're out kind of season for Saquon Barkley. And I think he, I think he pulls it off. So I, I feel confident with him in the second round here. And then after that, we got Leonard Fournette going at the 208 and then CD lamb at the 209. So that brings it to Mike at 210 currently with Justin Jefferson rostered. Mike, what are you doing here to round out your team? Well, I was hoping CD would make it to me, but fortunately he kind of went there at the uh, 29. So there's a few guys I'm looking at here. Um, as far as the running backs in the air, there's Javante, um, Zeke, James Conner, two of those guys I'm not really high on. Receivers-wise, Debo Samuel, Terry Kills there. Um, but for me, I kind of just want to lock in a running back here, and the only guy I really see being worth that pick here uh, is Javante Williams. I don't want Ezekiel Elliott in that timeshare, um, and I also don't want James Conner. We talked about James Conner extensively on our pod. Um, we both aren't large fans of him. Those touchdowns are not going to happen again. And as far as Zeke goes, um, I just don't see him being a second-round pick. So, Javante, I'm going to lock in here at the 210. I'm not upset about it at all. Are you worried about Melvin Gordon at all? I, I think Javante's got it, but are you worried at all about Melvin? Um, you know, I, I think it, there's a valid concern to be worried about Melvin, but uh, like we always say, talent does talk. And obviously Javante is the more talented running back. Uh, he's younger and he fits Russell Wilson's play style a little bit better. So I feel like just in that offense, Javante will 
might not get as much touches. It might be a 64 to start the year. Um, but as, as you get close to the playoffs, um, as Melvin Gordon's legs get a little bit tired towards the end of the year, I think Javante, as, if you make playoffs, he might be a league winner uh, towards the end of the year. So I have no issue picking him here. Um, and I'm just going to lock that in. Yeah. I like that pick. All right. So uh, I, uh, Mark Andrews went right before me. So there goes the top two tight ends on my board. Um, I got the double pick. I'm thinking because those two guys went, I would like the last of this elite talent. So my first pick in the second round, or my last pick in the second round, my first pick, <laughs> their last pick, is going to be Kyle Pitts. Who's I think I just want to lock in one of those top three. I'm good to go. So I'm starting I with Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. Kyle like Pitts. Like and it. then I want to flip over and kind of fill in I'm really tempted between a couple guys right now because I think after the running back position, the guys I'm looking at, there's only one guy that I would really enjoy having on my roster, (laughs) but I'm okay with that. So I would rather double up, uh, or sorry, not double up. I'd rather have one guy in each position. I think the last of the elite is going to be Debo. Debo Yeah, that's a pretty friggin' that's late eh, to get old Debo there for what he did last year. Man, I took him pick. over uh, Tyreek Hill because I think and AJ Brown. Yeah, but I'm not. I think he's gonna score both those guys. Yeah, I think I like a lot that. has changed for Debo this year. I disagree. I think he's going under the radar. Uh, ever since the whole Ayuk, everyone's on Ayuk. I think Debo's gonna be. You look at the numbers when he started with uh, Lance. He had nine targets, thirteen or thirteen targets, nine targets when he played. He didn't run the ball as much, and he still put up huge numbers, a couple touchdowns in one game. So I like I think the. He, I like the way too, Jordy, like uh, just looking at your, you see, you got Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, and now Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo's maybe a stretch, but you, you literally have the potential top fantasy player at the three major positions so far. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. If you're starting your team with that, you got, that's a great base. Yeah, I agree. I like the Debo pick. Um, And unfortunately, AJ Brown kind of went right before me there. So I'm looking at the same kind of group of guys here I had before. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit down the board, not too far down. Uh, but I'm going to lock in T. Higgins. Um, I know wide receiver two in that offense. Uh, however, I would not be surprised personally if Joe Burrow throws for 5,000 yards this season. Whoa. Uh, upwards of 40 touchdowns. Um, I just see it in that offense. You know, they have two, the best wide receiver trio in the NFL and a first-round fantasy running back as well. They improved their O-line this offseason, and they're going imp- to try to de- uh, de- oh my goodness, duplicate, sorry, I can't speak right now, uh, the LSU offense for Joe Burrow. Uh, so as far as T. Higgins go, I have no issue picking him here at the 3-3. I love that, Mikey, and I love this Cincinnati offense. My only concern is that the Cincinnati Bengals, their defense has gotten so good I wonder if they will need to put up the offense to make all these fantasy guys as relevant as we're hoping they're going to be. We'll see. I mean, personally, I, I just think that they're going to let Burrow throw the ball a lot. And um, as far as their defense goes, one injury could change that. So I'm not really worried about the, their defense. I think you're I'm overthinking picking it. Picking players. Yeah, I maybe I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to <laughs> like be devil's this. advocate here. They, they lost in the Super Bowl. Burrow's pissed off. He wants to throw the football. And I don't love see that changing. I like that reasoning. All right. So we're at the 306 now. 
Um, after Mikey went T Higgins, we had the second quarterback go, which in my opinion is the wrong quarterback to go at as the second one. We got Patrick Mahomes at 304. I, I don't see any world where he ends higher than Justin Herbert this season in terms of points scored amongst quarterbacks. And then we have Tyreek Hill going at the 305, which that seems late to me. And I, I, def, I would have been all over that if he somehow dropped me. Uh, but he didn't, so we're moving on. I've got Kelsey and Barkley going into this round. And I made those two picks knowing how much I love this tier wide receivers that kind of dropped this area. So there's a couple guys right now I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Michael Pittman. I'm looking at Keenan Allen. But the guy I'm going with here, just tr- just so steady, bust proof, which is kind of what I need after going with Barkley at the 207. And that's Mike Evans playing with one of the top quarterbacks in the league, being his guy, Chris Godwin coming off of an injury. Evans is going to catch a lot of touchdowns this year. He's going to get his 1,100 yards that he does every single season. And uh, I'm absolutely ecstatic to get him as my wide receiver one after uh, waiting till the third to grab my first wide receiver. Wow. Okay. Love it. Yeah, man. I think, uh, I think Mace, you, you stole a nice solid lower end wide receiver one, but for how you started, uh, I think it's a steal to get either Mike Evans or Tyreek Hill there. Uh, I think, I think was, uh, was good. Um, so James Connor goes right before me. And then at the seventh pick of the third round, we had Ezekiel Elliott. So we had Mike Evans, Zeke Connor. And then we're to me at the ninth pick of the third round. I'm kind of with Mikey on this James Connor, man. I think caught a little bit of a uh, flash in the pan last year stayed healthy at the right time got some touchdowns there's some weird injuries man i kyler murray wasn't himself he was injured at that time i think just the stars aligned for james connor last year for what he did with those touchdowns i agree with mikey that's not going to happen again zeke elliott at this point i probably would have taken i think well i don't think i know zeke before he got hurt last year was a top five running back he tweaked his knee and he wasn't the same the rest their of the year. Fed, so their, their O line's garbage, though. I, I don't care. I think Zeke's. A, I just think Zeke uh, is such a stud at this point, Jordy. At yeah. this point, I would have taken Zeke. Um, that being said, I've got Swift. I've got Cup. Um, I'm very tempted to take the fellow that Mason was talking about, Justin Herbert. At this point, the kid's a stud. He could definitely challenge Josh Allen as qb1 however i'm going to take another kid that i love at this point uh here's another dude that i think is going to challenge for top five wide receiver and that's michael Pittman with uh with um matt ryan there as his qb this year i i like it so and then right after me i'll let uh, ryan take over but uh the dude as debating goes right after i did so carry on there ryan at the uh, 12th pick yeah i love that Pittman, great pick Keenan Allen goes at the 310, and then Justin Herbert, third quarterback there. off the board there, at 311. Now, I'll tell you, I'm I'm kind of happy at, at this. There's been a lot of talk this year about going zero RB. I am like firmly against that this year. I don't think I don't think there's the wide receiver depth, uh, or the running back depth later on in the draft. I think you got to get the quality running backs early on. 
And I'll tell you what, I'm a huge sucker for rookie running backs too. And I think this guy is going to be maybe, maybe a top 12 in the running back class for fantasy this year. Brees Hall, I'm going to take him at the 312. Usually there is one rookie running back that does really well. I think this guy can do it. And I'm going to back that up on the 4-1 turn with another guy who is essentially a rookie this year, and I'm going to take Travis Etienne. And I think that offense in Jacksonville, man, it sucked last year. It was terrible. But it can only go up. Etienne has the rapport with his quarterback. Doug Peterson's there as a play caller, offensive mind. And uh, I think Brees Hall and Etienne might not be the top picks at that point, but at the 312 and the 41, I like those two guys. And I balance out my running back room with Kamara, Brees Hall, and Travis Etienne. Bro, I'm liking the way your team's rounding out. I hope this doesn't happen on Saturday. I'll be yeah. really jealous. ATN was a guy I got to admit was hoping to slip to me here in the fourth round. I agree with you, man. I think Travis ETN is in for a massive year. They're throwing the J Rob stuff out there. Uh, he's going to be part of it, but man, it's, it's not gonna be the same. Travis ETN coming out of college last year was my favorite running back. I think some recency bias is making us forget how insane this kid is. He's playing with his college quarterback and uh, man, I love that pick. So right after you, you got Cam Akers went. And uh, if this dude was healthy, I'd like it. But he, I, there's so many red flags. Not interested in him anyway. And then we had George Kittle go, another tight end. Probably that's, if I that's bogus, if, if I that's miss no if I miss on the there. no, uh, I wouldn't. Take I should Kittle. say too. We said we're filling out our starting lineup. There is that's a flex. Right. There is a flex spot. So my third yeah. running back goes into my flex spot. Exactly. Exactly. So um, again, George Kittle, probably not a guy I take once Kelsey Andrews and Pitts are gone. I'm waiting on tight end personally. So we got, I've got cup. I've got Swift. I got Pittman. I would love to get myself another running back, but Ryan took ETN on me. Um, I'd consider Elijah Mitchell. I think they're really going to lean on him this year. They do like Jeff Wilson as well. So it's a bit of a risk. So I think just overall, I think that Mike Williams in that Chargers offense is going to be a stud again, and I'm going to double down on my wide receivers. I'll throw uh, Mike Williams in my flex and uh, see what happens with the running backs in the next tier. This this fourth-round running backs, man, I don't know about you guys, but fourth, fifth, sixth-round running backs are just looking kind of yucky and dirty and, uh, you know, not paying for them. Yeah, you sniped me there. Mike Williams was my guy. I was hoping to drop to 407. Herbert, to me, is a likely candidate to throw 40 touchdowns this season. And you look at the guys there, his wide receiver one, Keenan Allen, is not a red zone threat. So that means maybe Keenan Allen catches eight, nine touchdowns tops. That's leaving about 30 touchdowns unaccounted for. Maybe Eckler catches five of them. Maybe Josh Palmer catches five of them. That leaves a lot of room for Mike Williams to absolutely rack up the touchdowns this year. I think him putting up 13 touchdowns plus is definitely within the realm of possibilities. So I love that pick. And then after you, a little bit of a gross one, Josh Jacobs probably playing in a platoon there in Las Vegas goes at the four Oh five and then scary Terry McLaurin at four Oh six. And 
I am very scared of Carson Wentz being his quarterback because he is terrible. And uh, I, I don't see him supporting McLaurin this year uh, the way he deserves to be. But on to my pick at the 407, I've got Travis Kelsey at 106. I've got Barkley at the two, wherever here, kind of just go best available. Um, looking at the running backs, they are gross, as, uh, as Robbie said there. This is what uh, has been deemed the army of these guys, now with the value at wide receiver. And for me, I'm going with a guy that has never had any quarterback support, but has consistently put up over 1,000 yards. And I think the touchdowns might come because he's playing with a dangerous quarterback this year or a somewhat more dangerous quarterback than Sam Darnold and broken Cam Newton. So I'm going to go with love DJ. Baker Mayfield. He's okay, man. I think he's way better than <laughs> people agree. think. I agree. I think he's way better than people think. I don't I think he's a bad quarterback. I think Cleveland is a dumpster fire franchise. And if Josh Allen had been drafted to the Cleveland Browns that season at the, at the number one pick, I don't think Josh Allen would be who he is today. So I think that's just a terrible franchise <laughs> that doesn't know how to treat their players in all honesty. So I think Baker Mayfield comes out, wins comeback player of the year this year. And he supplies DJ Moore his first six touchdown season, I predict. I know that's a little crazy, but I think DJ Moore catches an entire six touchdowns this year, and that's why he's my pick here at the 407. Yeah, that's a good pick, Mace. And uh, I really want DJ Moore there, but... I agree. I I think the hate has gone way too far on Baker, man. Uh, DJ Moore was the other guy I was considering when I picked Mike Williams, so I obviously kind of agree i would take dj Moore over terry mclaurin for sure yeah and i would agree and i was hoping he'd slide down to me uh but here we are and uh the 410 deontay johnson went and david montgomery went uh thankfully because those are two guys i didn't want so now i'm looking at Cortland sudden waddle metcalf and personally i think i'm just gonna lock in the best player here uh i'm gonna go Cortland sudden i'm not insanely high on him just because I feel like this is another cup wood situation from last year where you're a 50 50 bet on who is going to be that number one guy. Um, However, you kind of just look at Corlin Sutton's profile and you just think that it has to be him. And Judy really has not shown flashes of improvement yet. And we've seen Sutton do it before with worse quarterback. And now he has Russell Wilson in a better offense. Uh, So I'm just going to lock in Corlin Sutton to just get it over with. Get it over with, like just ripping a <laughs> freaking bandaid off. Eh? I want Sutton right in the ha- right in so your leg. After with all Sutton, the hair. Lamar Jackson went a little bit early for that. For Lamar, you think Lamar Jackson? I think that's about right. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think someone will reach for him there. So so far, I got um, number ones. I believe at all positions: Jonathan Taylor, Kyle, Kyle Pitt, sorry, Debo Samuel. I'm a little bit worried about my number one running or sorry, wide receiver. So I'm going to go down a little bit Mm-mm. and pick someone maybe who I normally wouldn't because picking in back to back picks, I feel that if I can somehow sl- just, just give Debo a little bit of weekend and week out material. <laughs> I know this guy is uh, hurt on and off. You're using a lot of adjectives. Am I? <laughs> I'm going to draft this Waddle kid. I, out of my oh, head. I like that. 
because I think he's going to be where Debo maybe struggles. I think he's going to be the consistent guy who, uh, who keeps, keeps the team. Yeah, up man. I, you know what, dude, everyone's, I mean, obviously Tyree kills there. So that's what everyone's been focusing on, but man, Waddle is the real deal. That kid was a stud last year as a rookie. I don't think they're just going to all of a sudden not throw to the guy. He had what a hundred and some receptions last year. He's going to be a massive part of what should be a really good offense. I, dude, I love that pick. Man. Tua doesn't have a great arm. He's not. He doesn't. He throws a deep ball, yeah, but he's a he's a close bro. Oh, we shoot. went th- we went through this. <laughs> I accidentally hit my next pick. Oh, okay. That's all right. We can talk about it. I mean, Uh, we went through this with Waddle last year and, and Tua with Tyreek Hill. I don't think, as you just said, Jordy, Tyreek Hill doesn't have a great arm for the long bombs. And that was where Tyreek Hill got the majority of his massive fantasy points to those bombs from Mahomes. And I think, I think Waddle man's going to be just his little safety blanket where he dumps it down there sucks his thumb and takes his 25 yards and waddles gets those people all i'll say though like if if tyreek hill is going to be this superstar and everyone's still in on Jalen waddle and they still got mike gasecki there and chase edmonds is going to do all this stuff as much as people don't want to like tua if he has all these weapons and he's got mike mcdaniel as an offensive coordinator he could be a fantasy relevant quarterback. He's gonna not, fall into it. Not, wasn't he last year though? Like, wasn't he last year for a couple no, weeks? No, 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 no. Was he like? Was he not drafted as like a, a sleeper QB? Like, I don't know. I kind of. I don't think he was being... owned on any team last year outside no, of two I quarterback think, leagues. Yeah, I think he was. He was. Full. All right, Jerry. Tell us about your okay, next my next pick. guy. Where's <laughs> Elijah first Mitchell? First pick of the fifth round. Oh, sorry, Elijah Mitchell. Just want some. Uh, Running back with upside, plays for the 49ers. He's got the starting role. That offense, um, this pick was a total accident. <laughs> I, have, I, would never pick I love that pick, actually, <laughs> man. They got rid of Trey, great Trey Sermon cut. Elijah Mitchell's the man there. He's Hasty's gone, too. Hasty's gone. Yeah, I mean, I they love I Jeff Wilson. Picked, I would have picked A.J. Dillon as opposed to. No. Yeah, I would have. You take Dillon. We, we can go back on that. We, I can yeah, add it. Back okay. it you want Dylan? Back it up. You want Dylan? After I just said my love for Mitchell. I don't yeah, care. I'm hoping Mitchell that. comes down right. to me at the end of the draft. There you go. Dylan take, right okay, now. so, so talk about Dylan. Dylan. You have you have two and a half minutes to talk about Dylan before we need to take a commercial break. No, I think Dylan is is one of the only offensive weapons at Green Bay that will get all gold line carries. I think. Um, I love gold you. line carries. What's that? What's that? <laughs> you what's that? He's gonna lead the league in gold line carries. Gold line carries, man. That's where you get the money. That's what. That's why it's called gold line carries. <laughs> is that's where everyone's. I think um, he is going to be their guy. Short, short yardage. He's going to. Oh wow. Okay. All right. So after Dylan goes at the five hundred one, there. Uh, so just to clarify, Jordan did not take Elijah Mitchell. He took AJ Dylan. Um, so after that. The, uh, the 502 goes to Clyde Edwards-Elair. We're going to take a quick break before we get to Mikey at the 503. We hope you're enjoying. We'll be back shortly uh, to see who Mike decides to go with at the 503, and then we'll, we'll wrap this draft up. Hope everyone is enjoying, and uh, we'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. Um, just a quick little recap here on the draft. Uh, after that commercial break, we got Jordy at the 5-1, went A.J. Dillon. Um, he went Elijah Mitchell, but he uh, uses little magic powers there to go back and take another No, guy. I made a mistake. I, had to <laughs> I said I went to scroll up and I hit him. Oh, no worries. It's okay. It's okay. It I didn't go up to the board and say his name. No, you did never. You ne- never say his name. And then uh, Team 2 went Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And uh, I got one empty spot here at the running back before QB and tight end. And uh, I'm going to go off the board here. I'm going to mix things up on this mock draft here. Don't. I'm going to go with the last available RB1, and I'm going to lock in Damian Pierce. Oh, man. I literally had just said during our little break there, I said to Robbie, I was like, I, I'm going Pierce to the 506. So that, that takes me off the UN with him, Mikey. There is nobody left um, in this running back group that I really like whatsoever. So that's an absolute snag at the 503. And I think in most drafts, he's going to be there at the 503. Um, so that's a great pick, especially considering you already had Jefferson Higgins and Sutton at wide receiver. That now giving you Javante and Pierce at running back. That's looking real nice. Um Coming back to me at the 506, Darren Waller went after Pierce. And then a guy I was kind of hoping would drop to me. He was him and Pierce were kind of the last two running backs I was okay with, and it was JK Dobbins went at the 505. So coming into my fifth pick here, I've got Barkley at running back. I've got two safe guys in Mike Evans and DJ Moore at wide receiver. And then I've got Kelsey at tight end. So I'm thinking, looking at my team, I've got a very high floor. I think Kelsey's very safe. I think Mike Evans is very safe. I think DJ Moore is very safe. Barkley's a little risky. Um, and that that has kind of changed who I would go with. Generally here, I would be taking Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is the top guy on my board. But I feel like my teammates a little bit of upside. So I'm going to take a shot at a guy that could be a, a wide receiver one and that is Marquise Hollywood Brown with Hopkins out for the first six weeks. He is the guy and really the only guy in Arizona. And that's a team that loves to run that air raid offense. I think Brown finally has, he had a breakout season last year. I don't want to say he hasn't had a breakout, but I think Brown finally has his elite season where he goes off and shows his potential. And I like the ceiling that he provides my roster here at this point. Nice, man. I like Marquise Brown a lot. Again, I think we talked about it on one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago about these Arizona guys. I think they are going to be sick for four to six weeks to start the season, and then you trade their bum bums because I think uh, injuries are a common for James Conner, Marquise Brown, and Kyler Murray. That being said, we got DJ Metcalf after you, and then we got Jerry Judy, who I was very high on. Neither matter to me because I have kind of painted myself into a corner here with this format. We're not doing the bench. We're just filling out our roster. So I've got Cup, Pittman, and Williams in my flex. So I need to go running back, tight end, or quarterback. At this point, the last decent running back, I should say. Man, I was really hoping that old Damian Pierce dropped to me. Um, (laughs) This rookie is going to be, I think, even better than Mr. Hall with the Jets. He's going to be the number one running back out of the rookie class this year. Um, But I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell. 
They've gotten rid of Trey Sermon. Uh, he's going to get 70% of everything, I believe, until he gets banged up, which he might. But I might back it up if this was a normal draft with with uh, with with Wilson, who they love. They love always loved some Jeff Wilson in their life. And uh, I think he's going to be part of that backfield as well. But I'm very confident with Elijah Mitchell, seeing as I have Cup, Pittman, and Williams at wide receiver. I got Swift, who I love, and now we have Mitchell. So I'm okay with that. And uh, we shall move on. Excellent. I like that pick, Robbie. I I was all filled up on running back, so I couldn't take him anyway. But the guy that went right after you, Allen Robinson, was who I was actually targeting. I was hoping at the end of the fifth, man, that would have been sweet to slot in as my wide receiver two with Stefan Diggs. He didn't last to me. Allen Robinson went at the 5'10", and then Amon Ra St. Brown at the 5'11". So... As Robbie said, we're filling out our roster. I've got three running backs and one wide receiver already. I need to pick a quarterback. I need to pick a tight end, and I need to get one more wide receiver. I'm super confident that I can get a quarterback with my last pick. There's no problem there. There's only one tight end that I still would like to have on my team in this entire class, and that is Dalton Schultz. I'm going to take him with this pick at the 5-12. I think Dalton has an opportunity to be a top three tight end, quite honestly, with uh, Amari Cooper not there anymore. So I'm happy to get him at the 5-12. And then to round out my wide receivers, the aforementioned Brandon Cooks, I think is a steal here at 6-0-1. I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. The guy just always produces fantasy points. Doesn't matter what quarterback he has. And at this point in the draft, I can't lose with Brandon Cooks, 6-0-1. Love it. If I was in a normal draft where I'm filling out some uh, some bench positions, Brandon Cooks would have been on my radar 100%. I mean, he's got this weird, uh, I don't know, he, like nobody really thinks he's as good as he actually is. He had this this crazy uh, image as, a, as an injury-prone player early on, and I, he just isn't. You look at his stats, and he just – He's a solid fantasy wide receiver to every single year. So I love that pick. Um, next after you, we had Antonio Gibson go, which, man, I have zero interest in a lot of that Washington – or sorry, uh, yeah, Washington. They changed their actual name. <laughs> not, not the not their city. These NFL teams, man, all over the place killing me. Uh, Antonio Gibson, not interested. Um, obviously a tragedy with Robin with Robinson. He would have been the guy there. So he's already back, I guess, with the team. So who knows? Um, hopefully that kid can get back because that was an awful situation. Looking like week um, five, he's going to be playing. That'd be awesome. I think Antonio Gibson, he's just been a bust. He's a bust. I'd rather take McKissick over Gibson. Uh, next, Amari Cooper went. Cleveland offense, another guy I'm not interested in with no Watts in there. That, that offense is going to be a nightmare. Even with Chubb, I mean, the one guy I would maybe take, but even he's someone I'm probably not interested in. Anyway, here we are. I've got everything filled out. I need a tight end, and I need a quarterback. Tight end at this point, I've already let it slide. Uh, Ryan maybe took the last one worth taking in, in Dalton Schultz in Dallas there. So I'm going to skip on that. I'm going to take the last of the higher-end quarterbacks. I'm a little perturbed, let me say, that this guy is not getting the love I think he should be getting. We're talking about a top five fantasy quarterback in most situations. He's a stud. He's a Super Bowl champion. 
Drew Locke. He's a superstar. Has Drew Locke? He's now it? moved to a team where he's got a he's got an offense again. We're talking spicy, Ooh. spicy, rusty Russ Wilson. I'm taking this guy. He's going to be my quarterback. I think he's going to be up there, top three fantasy quarterback this year. He's going to be battling with Herbert and uh, and Mister Josh Allen for the top uh, fantasy quarterback this year. So uh, put it in stone. Leave him for me on Saturday, please. I don't know how he's ranked the number nine fantasy quarterback. Get out of town. All right. And right after Russell Wilson, we see it. Maybe a mini uh, quarterback run starting here. We got Kyler Murray going one pick after Russ and then Juju Smith-Schuster at the 606. Uh, So that comes to me here. Now, in hindsight, I'm going to be honest. I wish I took Elijah Elijah Mitchell last round because I'm seeing a wide receiver on the board right now in uh, in Gabe Davis that I would absolutely love to pick here. However, in the format we are in, we can only uh, only draft a starting lineup, and I've already got three wide receivers. I've already got Marquise, DJ Moore, and Mike Evans. So Gabe Davis, I'm gonna have to pass on. Hindsight, I would have taken Elijah Mitchell last round. Gabe Davis here, that would have been that would have been pretty for me. But I got to go running back or quarterback. There are still genuinely 10 quarterbacks on the board that I'd be okay starting week one with. So I'm going to go running back. And uh, to me, there's one guy left that could genuinely be the three-down guy on his team. And it is a little off the board, actually, looking at the, the sleeper rankings here. But he's my number one guy. That's Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. Don't even talk to me about Damian Harris. Damian Harris is not a good running back. We have a we have a, a wrong thought of Damian Harris just because he ran for way more touchdowns than he deserved to last season. He's not going to repeat. He's not even going to be the starter this year in New England. Give it two, three weeks. Ramondre will be the three down back. And let, let's think Legarrette Blunt a few years back. 18 touchdowns. I'm not saying Ramondre is getting 18 but I have a strong feeling Ramondre is touching double-digit touchdowns this year. Give me Ramondre all day long at the 6.07 to be my RB2. I love that pick, Mace. Um, Michael, no. Don't give him love. No, no, we talked about Ramondre, me and him. We have the same similar passion. You're going to spank Harris like that? What do you have, 14 touchdowns last year? 15, 15. You're going to disrespect that man? Yeah, we we actually are. We actually are. He was one you know of the what? most I, inefficient running backs. I like Ramondre, but man, Harris. I think it's, I think Harris is still the the one. You know what I love about Mason? One or the one A there, whatever however they say. I love that Mason did take him because it. This is this is how real drafts happen. Is guys start taking players that shouldn't be taken ahead of the starter that's ahead of them on their own team. But that's realistic, and and the next player, the next fantasy player, can take Damian Harris, and and it'll play out. But that that's perfect. I love that he took Ramondre Stevens, Ramondre. That's unbelievable. Remind, I can't believe you took him. Ramondre, Ramondre, Stevenson. No way should he go over Harris. <laughs> well, I mean, Mace is confident. You just gotta let him do it. Uh, you can't control him, so. After him went Burrow and then Godwin. Uh, And looking at my team here, I only have the quarterback and tight end option available. There's no tight end here I really want quite yet, uh, even though I got to take one the next turn. Um, But I know Jordan needs a quarterback, and I have the best quarterback on the board right now, and that's Jalen Hurts. 
Oh, um, you son of a bandage. He is a two-way quarterback. He can run and he can throw. And we saw that last year in glimpses with his running ability. His passing ability wasn't as great as we thought it was going to be. Uh, but he has a full offseason now, no injuries, fully developed his arm. And they also added this guy named A.J. Brown. So he's pretty good at football, too. And A.J. Uh, Brown's so, going to help that guy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to roll with Jalen Hurts. Um, I just think the value, I was hoping Burrow would slide to me, but I have absolutely no issue with taking Jalen Hurts to the 610. But no, but no more regular anymore. So that No more regular. I, I know. That. That's what made it really hard for me. He made that pick really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Michael Thomas next? Uh, I got, does anybody have any interest in Michael Thomas? I do. I do. I I, I don't think Michael Thomas is done. I really. I think Thomas could be something this year. Okay. I think he's okay at the six eleven. I don't think there's okay. anything wrong with him there. Um, I don't want to pick him much higher than that, but I I've got no problem with Michael Thomas kind of sitting around that wide receiver thirty five spot. <laughs> Jordy made back-to-back pictures like, oh, we were, we were. I'm on the clock already here, eh? Filibustering and Jordy. I'm already on the clock. Yeah, tell us about your last two picks of the draft there, uh, number eighteen. Well, I think that uh, <laughs> taking Mooney, Darrell, Darnell, Mooney? <laughs> this, Darrell. this guy that I just learned about. <laughs> uh, he's the he's the last number one that's going to be targeted a lot. That will uh, kind of solidify my. Wide receivers with Debo, Waddle, Moody. I got my running running backs with Taylor, Dylan. Tight ends locked up. I'm gonna go with the goat, Tom Brady. Um, hey, oh, even with that underrated. offensive line breaking down, I probably would have went. I, I would have liked uh, Burrow or Hertz over him. There, he's probably those are the probably only two that I. So you're taking Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers this year? Oh uh, yeah, far by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think Brady's going to have, like, I think he has a lot of trust in Julio. I think he has a lot of trust in Godwin. I think he has a lot of trust in um, the rookie there, Rashad White. I think. What about about Mike Evans? Does he have trust in him? Yeah, he's a touchdown machine. One yard, one yard out, it's going to Evans. I love Mooney, man. I think Mooney and and Komet are going to be the offense. Because Chicago doesn't really have a really great. Maybe Fields breaks out a bit. I don't know. So that's my lineup. So I got Brady, Taylor, Dylan, Debo, Waddle. Um, Mooney, Pitts. That's my team. Not a bad squad. And uh, that puts me back on the clock here. Uh, just Gabe Davis went before me, but it doesn't really matter because I need to take a tight end here. Um, and I'm going to go with a guy that left a little bit of a uh, boo-boo on some guys last year, and that's TJ Hawkinson. Um, however, I do think that this is a guy that has a lot of probability of a bounce back year. Uh, I drafted him at the tight end seven. Um, but last year before he got hurt, he was sixth in points per game at the tight end position uh, before he got hurt in week 14, I think. And I think Detroit won't be better um, per se, but I do think that maybe the targets will be put more around the field rather than just Amon Ra, like we saw at the end of the year. And I think that Goff is just going to go with the guys around in the short area, uh, the middle of the field area, and that's TJ Hawkinson. And I really have no issue taking this guy in the seventh, seventh round at all. Uh, with my last pick of this mock draft. All right, so Mikey rounds it up, waited waited for tight end in the last round. I'm going to be honest, I think the tight end values in this area are gross um, in terms of an actual team construction. Um, 
So in your normal drafts, and I, I think Mike, you would agree, Mike in general would not make that pick there. No, we're, we're, just, we're just going off our challenge, trying to build the best starting lineup possible. And I just want to defend Jordan's pick a little bit there as well. Tom Brady, I'm with you, man. I've got Tom Brady as my QB4. And uh, I know Robbie brought up Aaron Rodgers. I've got Aaron Rodgers way down as my QB12. So t- for me, that is a no-brainer. Back. I go Brady over. But uh, <laughs> mo- moving on to my last pick. Again, I'm going to make a pick here I genuinely would not make um, in a real draft. But I got around it with a quarterback. For me, you look at Aaron Rodgers. That team's going to run way too much, and it's way too slow of an offense. Um, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last season and was only QB six. Um, he's not going to be QB, uh, sorry, the MVP this year. So I think Rodgers at an absolute ceiling is QB eight. Matthew Stafford, we saw him kind of wear out throughout the season last year because of his elbow. And now already his elbow is bothering him this year. So we're going to go to my QB eight here, uh, who I actually have above Jalen Hurts and Russell Wilson, who are actually already off the board. And that is Dak Prescott playing in that pass-heavy Dallas offense with one of the most talented receivers in the league in C.D. Lamb. I think Elliott and Pollard aren't going to be able to handle the workload needed to make this, and in any way, a rushing-based attack, which means we're going to continue to see Dak absolutely airing it out 40 times a game again this season. Okay. What is the, interesting. Uh, I don't. I don't mind it. Mies, but you have uh, see you're 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 talking down Aaron Rodgers and because he's lost a lot of his weapons Dak has lost a lot of his weapons and the offensive line's banged up why why Dak like I I just just I just talk me through that pick that's I got just I don't it honestly, it comes down to a volume thing. So you I think, think okay. I think Green Bay is an amazing football team. They're going to try to run from the very get-go. And if they secure a quick lead, pounding the rock and their defense locking it down, Aaron Rodgers is only going to throw the ball 25 times in games okay. like that. And that could genuinely happen seven or eight times this season. Dak Prescott, I don't think Dallas is a very good football team. And I think Dallas wants to throw the ball. They want to come out, throw the ball to set the tone. So Dak Prescott is a guy that I don't see. I don't know if he's going to have a game this year with less than 30 passing attempts. And Dallas Dak, plays Dak Washington, though. They play the Giants. They Thing play... is, Dak, Dak's not going to be a good quarterback this year. I'm not saying that. But I can see a lot of stat lines looking like 28 completions on 48 attempts for 380 yards, four touchdowns, and three touchdowns. picks. Two yeah. picks. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback this year at all. But due to the sheer volume he's going to be throwing, he's going to rack up fantasy points because touchdowns and yards easily outweigh the interceptions and incompletions he's going to he's going to throw this season. He's going to put up fantasy points no matter how terrible he is at NFL quarterback. All right. Good. I like it. All right, man. So after uh, Prescott, we got Kareem Hunt went, and we have the disgusting garbage running back in new england damian harris i mean 15 touchdowns last year what is the guy like 35 years old now he's probably washed up anyway uh with this format once again i am buckled into taking a tight end obviously you're not taking if you miss on those top few guys boys we're all we're all in the same boat 
probably Kittle, maybe Waller's kind of the cutoff. You're just waiting on tight ends. You're going to get these guys way later. Uh, but for the purposes of time and this sick podcast, I'm looking at a tight end to fill up my roster. My options, I love I love Goddard here. I love Knox here. I love Friermuth here. And I love Komet here um, just for their involvement. But I am going to go with a dude that made a, a switch of teams last year. And he, even though didn't know the offense, was still averaging over seven targets a game. And that's Zach Ertz. He's done it in the past. He's a safety blanket for um, for Kyler Murray. It's going to be a high-powered offense. There's no, um, oh my goodness, uh, Mr. Hopkins there to start the season. So I think Zach Ertz could be a big part of this offense. Now he knows knows the game plan a little more, the offensive book a little more. Um, like I said, he was already averaging over seven targets a game. He could be up around eight, nine, ten targets a game. I'll take Zach Ertz at this point over a couple of the guys I like. like. I like Goddard, but that dude just seems to always be injured. Am I not right on that? Like That's my perception of that dude. He's he's seems to be injured a lot. Uh, Dawson Knox I like as well, but I'm going to stick with a, with a guy who's done it before, Mr. Zach Ertz. Well, you had to, Robbie. There's no way you take him at the 709, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Cordell, Cordero Patterson goes uh, 710. Okay, can we Chase, talk about Cordero, can Cordero for a minute? Or do we have a Yeah, and Chase Edmonds at 711. Yeah, let's talk about those two guys because, I mean, I think, I think big, that they I think go these earlier. Are, yeah, I think these are big players, man. I think these are these are kind of tipping point running backs for a lot of people. So, tipping as in you draft them and you're tipping so, over? Yeah, like, well, yeah, <laughs> it could go one way or the other. So Cordero Pat- Patterson obviously was was last season's Cinderella running back. I mean, he saved people's seasons. He was a waiver wire darling. But, I mean, that offense this year is probably going to be in trouble. They're going to be passing a lot. They've got better wide receivers. They have uh, Algier there that uh, – you know, they do, they do not have offense. better wide receivers. They have oh yeah, they zero. have better running. They have better wide receivers than they had <laughs> they last have, year. Atlanta is like the the uh, yeah. armpit of the yeah. Chicago it's, Bears. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's awful. It's, I I get you, but I don't nothing. think I don't think Patterson's part of their future, and I think they're a, a rebuilding team. Yeah, I, I don't think they're in their future yet, though. I think they're still <laughs> I think they're still in their present, and Patterson is Ooh, a big part of you it. Think he'll be part mm. of it. I uh, I might have to disagree with you there. I, I'm I'm not very high on the Cordell Patterson pick whatsoever, uh, especially at this range. Um, you're looking at a guy last year, like what Robbie said was a Cinderella story. And if it came down to me picking Chase Edmonds or Cordell Patterson, I'm taking Chase Edmonds ten out of ten times. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. agree with you there. And and, and Patterson faded hard in the second. Very half hard. And Mario does not help him any bit. I saw a stat on Twitter earlier today, so I'm kind of glad we're talking about him now. Um, running backs got targeted 17.5% uh, in Tennessee when Marriott was a starter, and last year it was 27%. So that's a 10% difference, not a huge one, uh, but it just does show the difference in quarterbacks, it, what it makes. And we knew that Patterson does kind of love those dump downs, and that was what he kind of made his year last year. Yeah, and, and for Matt me, Ryan loves that. Yeah, Matt Ryan panics and throws it down. 
I think uh, Mariota is going to scramble more for sure. And I just think that taking Tyler Algier towards the end of the draft um, is a much better range of outcome for you as a fantasy owner rather than spending a seventh-round pick on Cordero Patterson. Exactly. And, and complete opposite to me, Chase Edmonds just fits that offense perfectly. He's, an, he's been an underrated guy. You view him as a small dude. The guy's like 5'10", two, or sorry, yeah, 5'10", 210 pounds. I mean, he's a similar size to like an Alvin Kamara type player, um, Elijah Mitchell. Like there's tons of guys that are that size running back. He's not a small dude. I mean, he's, he's had a few injuries, but I think in that offense, Chase Edmonds could be a really, really big steal, at, yeah. especially at this point of the draft. And Michelle's gone too. Exactly. They've cut Sony Michelle. So he's, oh. the, he's the guy there. Yep. I he's agree. He's going to be the guy. I will say, uh, just just wrapping out, and then maybe we can talk about our teams a little bit. I got to make one more pick here. Um, what I can say for sure is you don't want to fill out your starting roster when you're drafting. Like, <laughs> I'm here. I'm forced to take a quarterback. A couple of guys were already forced to take guys they didn't want. You can get quarterbacks. You can get tight ends later on in the draft for sure. I'm looking here. I'm I'm going to take a quarterback because I have to, but I'm looking at like 10 guys that I would rather take it's than a quarterback. It's a great public service announcement right there. <laughs> so you know. I'm going to take, just to fill out my roster here, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. I don't agree that he is washed up. I don't agree that he's not going to be awesome. I think quarterback six is just perfect for me when I'm taking him as the last quarterback taken. Yeah, man. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is one of those. He's just a special quarterback. We saw this with a guy like Peyton Manning, who, you know, you, you didn't know you didn't know a wide receiver's name, and then all of a sudden he's playing with Peyton Manning, and and this wide receiver is a superstar, and that's what great quarterbacks do. And I think we're gonna see someone emerge in Green Bay, whether it's um, whether it's the rookies or. We just see more of Aaron Jones in the backfield. I don't know. All I know is it, uh, I'd throw my money on Aaron Rodgers because I think he's just a special quarterback. Someone's going to emerge there, and uh, he's going to get his numbers 100%. I don't mind that at all. And maybe I need to clarify maybe. I, I want to be very clear that I do not think Aaron Rodgers is washed up. I think Aaron Rodgers is still probably after Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes for real NFL football. Rodgers is probably still the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. I am simply saying I do not think that team is going to run the type of offense and be down in enough games to supplement a high fantasy output for Aaron Rodgers. That is all it is. I think he is unarguably an elite quarterback. But for fantasy, I I think he's almost too smart. He's going to make the safe plays this year. He's going to throw the ball 25 times a game. And he's going to win a lot of football games. Maybe he gets a second ring. But uh, I, I just kind of want to clar- clarify that, that I still do believe in real football, Aaron Rodgers is more than elite. Which I agree with, Mason. I think that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Which is amazing to me why Aaron Jones and Dylan are such value. Like when you list off maybe eight running backs, they're not gonna. they're not in the top eight. And Green Bay is going to use the running game to set up Rodgers to make those 25 passes for, you know, 250 and a touchdown or two touchdowns or whatever. So why is the running back so undervalued in Green Bay? 
but yet we know that Rogers is still an elite talent. That's where Jordy, I see that's value. A, dude, that's a great point. I can, I don't, was it 2019, 2018 when we saw Kamara and, and Mark Ingram both being borderline top 10, 15 running backs in fantasy. I don't have obviously the stats right in front of me, but uh, I think we could see that scenario. That's a great point, Jordan. I think they're going to lean heavily on two of their best offensive weapons, which are Aaron Jones and, and Mr. Dillon back there. And I think we could see a Kamara Ingram showdown where, you know, you have Kamara was only getting, I think his rookie year, maybe eight carries a game, yep. nine carries a game, but it didn't matter. The dude was the same. He's such a huge part of the passing passing offense. I think that's going to happen with Aaron Jones. You're going to see him out uh, split out wide and, and in close five yards in. Dylan's going to be smashing those in and be getting his 15 carries a game and doing enough to still be a valid running back too, a very good one. So I think I love both of those guys, and I think that's a great point, man. So so my cheaper um, Green Bay Packer running backs are the Cleveland Browns. That's kind of the same scenario with Hunt and Chubb. Like I think you're going to be maybe paying a little bit more for um, Jones. Yeah. As you will, Chubb, yeah. and then you'll be paying more for Dylan than you will Hunt. But Hunt, you know, I, the only, or the no. only thing I find with the Browns, I feel with the Browns is is you're talking Brissett instead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, very you're, true. You're, you're going to see yeah. a lot more three and outs, which is just a killer when you're sitting watching those games. A fantasy player, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, we're punting again for goodness' sakes. I think I think you could see a lot of that with the Browns offense. All right, well. I think that's some great analysis we got there. And I love that analogy, Jordy. I, 100% I can see that. Cleveland Browns backfield, just a poor man's Green Bay backfield. I, I like that a lot. Um, but everyone, let's go through from the top of the draft to the bottom of the draft. 30 seconds or less. Quickly sum up your team, starting with you, Jordy. All right. I went hard with the best player on the board. And then I tried to fill up my roster with the best uh, tight end. Um I just want to get the best guys and fill up my roster. Dylan, I think, is going to be a steal at RB2. Quarterback, obviously, I would have waited on Brady, but I feel like I, I, I made up for it. And Mooney is still a number one wide receiver for a bad team, which means they're going to pass a lot. All right, so Jordy went JT at the 101, Pitts at the 212, Debo Samuel at the 301, Jalen Waddle at 412, AJ Dylan at 501, and then Mooney at 612, and Brady at 701. Mikey, tell me about your squad. Yeah, man, you know, I went with a very high upside team. Uh, it's usually what I usually do with fantasy. I just don't like taking those safe players. So I went Jefferson, uh, Javante, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton. I've reached on Damian Pierce. Um, but like you said, you kind of want that 5-6. So I'm glad I did go with him there. Uh, and then I went Jalen Hurts. And then I rounded my team out. with The guy I did not want to take at his spot, but I had to for the sake of the challenge. And that is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, so a very high risk team, but also a very high boom team. Awesome. And then I uh, was drafting from the 106 spot. I went, grabbed Travis Kelsey at the 106. Barkley at the 207, a little bit of a risky pick, but I think it's worth it there. And I mitigated that risk by going safe at the wide receiver spot with Mike Evans at the 306 and DJ Moore at the 407. At that point, I felt like I had to go with a little bit more of a ceiling. Um, so I went with Marquise Brown at the 506 for my flex spot. And a little bit of a risky one, but Ramondre Stevenson at the 607 as my RB2. And then I took best available at the quarterback spot with Dak Prescott at the 706 over to Robbie at the 109. 
Yeah, man. I I I really like some of the high end wide receivers this year. So that's what I built my team on. I got Cooper Cup in the first round. I got Michael Pittman in the third, and Mike Williams in the fourth. I love that base. And then I went with some young guns with Swift in the second round and Mitchell in the fifth. And as I usually do in real life as well, I'm waiting on quarterback. I'm waiting on tight end, just scarcity. I mean, it's all numbers, but I do love the fact, I think Russell Wilson's underrated this year. And I think Zach Ertz is also underrated this year. Late guys, you're not picking them in the sixth, seventh round in your normal drafts, people, obviously, but uh, 10, 11 round, you're getting Wilson, Ertz, and you're going to love that. So that's what I did. See what happens. Who's next yeah. here? Oh, Ryan. Ryan's yeah, next. at the 12 spot, I had the end of the first round. I feel like I got a steal in Stefan Diggs at 112. And then I went heavy running back, Kamara, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. I love that. That's what I love about the team. I love that I got Schultz at a value, I feel, at the 512. Uh, the one thing I don't like is my depth at wide receiver, obviously. Having Brandon Cooks at the 601 as my wide receiver, too. Don't love that. In a draft, I probably would have kept rolling with wide receivers and uh, not taken a quarterback with the 712. But I did take Rodgers, and I felt like as the last quarterback off the board, getting Rodgers uh, was, a, was a good value. And uh, then I can build out my wide receiver depth from there. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I love your team. I think the way you mitigated the risk of the Camara Hall ETN running back core with Stefan Diggs and Brandon Cooks as your wide receivers, I think that was awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm really loving the look of your team there. But hey, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording because that was a great time. Um, we will be back. New episode next Wednesday. We've got another guest. We've got uh, Tyler Health coming on. Go follow him on TikTok right now. That is Tyler, H like hotel, E like echo, L like Lima, F like Frank, Tyler Health. Go give him a follow. Get familiar with uh, with his takes. He knows Wait his stuff. Wait a minute. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Too many letters there for Robbie. Mace. <laughs> Anyways, go follow Tyler Health on TikTok. He's going to be on. Um, I thought you our, said our go Wednesday follow episode. Lima. <laughs> We gotta look up Lima videos now. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Christian Fifty Podcast. Thank you, fellas. Thanks for coming on, boys. Don't forget to check out the Reality Fantasy Football Reality as well. We hit it up football. every week as well. We keep yep. it a little lighter. Not so much stats, more just uh, BS and, and stupid stuff you don't want. Yeah, go go give them a follow as well. They've got some great stuff over there. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, uh, boys. One of one of our episodes. That was a lot of fun. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a great day. See you next Wednesday. Peace out.